1: Welcome to One for the Road, the podcast about running and the rest of your life.
2: This episode, Harry's been out doing some naked running, we've both had some unusual yoga experiences, we discuss the curse of busyness and also talk about how we're not going to write off December. Hi Lissy. Hello Harry. How are you? I'm good. This is um, We're back to being a bit unusual and doing it on Skype again. So we're like staring at each other on a computer screen.
1: Hey, at least we've got the video working.
2: I know, this is good. So,
1: yay. Hey. I'm,
2: I'm in Edinburgh in a hotel room.
1: Yes, what lovely beige wall you have behind you. <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> and you're at home in London. I am. So yes. It's just, I think it's as cold here as it is there though, I'm pretty sure.
2: Um, it's definitely not. I'm sitting in the <laughs> fridge. I'm having a few, few heating issues. We've had a lovely concierge man just appear on our Skype as he was bringing me a heater. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Admittedly, you are wearing like you're wrapped up in a very thick chunky scarf.
2: Yes, but it's quite cold here. I am. Um, it was cold in London this morning, but it was really sunny when I mm. left, and anyway, it was it was night night. nice. Um, and then we landed to grey skies and rain and really cold. And it was pretty bumpy landing because we just basically Ooh. came through loads of rain clouds. Oh, I hate when that happens. So yeah, I got off feeling a little bit clammy-handed, which hasn't happened in a while. It's not a lovely, it's not a nice experience at so, all. It was kind of like bouncing down through some clouds. But yeah, mm. here. I'm here. I mean, it's got wind, and I feel very Christmassy. Went round the Christmas markets earlier and had my first mulled cider of the season.
1: Oh, a treat! There I was discussing. I quite Christmas. want a mince pie. I know you've had about 20. I've but... had a lot
2: of mince pies already. <laughs> yeah, I'm done with mince pies now. I'm over them. I'm on the mould stuff.
1: Mould is good.
2: Yeah. And he makes my own mince pies. I think that will really bring the festiveness.
1: Nice. I was, do you always make them or is this a new I pretty venture? much,
2: um, that's the only thing I do to help with Christmas. Oh, which I, I, made... I only started eating mince pies last Christmas, but I always used to make them. I just never ate them. So what have you been doing the last few weeks? I did another Paxter session with Lauren this week. Oh, um, lovely. We did the hip, um, no, hamstring heaven, which I think you've done. Yes, about, I'm very familiar with hamstrings. It was really funny because at the beginning I said, oh, I'm really glad we're doing hamstrings. They're really tight. And she went, I'm just going to warn you. Halfway through, she breaks into the splits. And I was like,
1: oh. <laughs> I forgot about that bit. <laughs> I will not be
2: doing that. So yeah, when she just was like, go as far as you can. I was like, that's about an inch. And then we just kind of sat there going, yeah, she's just in the splits and
1: we're not. So that was quite funny. (laughs) I was like, this is not heaven. (laughs) No, no. That's a bit of a rant. I forgot that happened in that. Yeah. The rest of it's quite good. No,
2: it's good. And yeah, uh, nice and relaxing.
1: Did you do do the thing where Lauren and I tend to have like a chat that's nearly as long as the class that we
2: do? It got to the point where I was like, yeah, I actually need to do this. Otherwise, we might as well just Skype. (laughs)
1: yeah there's like there's no point being here no it's it's fun it's good I, I'm finding it a good way to stay in touch with Lauren as well because mm. she's over in Bristol and
2: what else have I done I haven't done any running this week but I have been to the gym a couple of times at work I'm having to overcome my yeah doing some weights and um yeah going in like the section where all the men are doing their free weights having to overcome the fact that not only am I in the weight section but I'm also with all my colleagues
1: yeah I don't know how I feel about work gyms I mean I've always been
2: dead against it pretty much everywhere I've worked apart from one place has had a gym in the office because they were Mm. quite big companies and I've always been I'm not working out with my colleagues it's really awkward yeah and I kind of came to the conclusion that it's my best chance of actually sticking to it as it's only a lift right away
1: yeah it's so near
2: but one of my like my really close colleagues goes all the time so that's going to be awkward the day I finally see him in the gym
1: it's just inevitable isn't it yeah well I suppose everybody it's probably a bit like you know when you sometimes bump into someone on the way to work and everyone knows that really when you're on the way to work you don't want to speak to anyone yet mm. so there's an element of like sometimes you're like hi and then you just carry on I think it'll be like that it's a bit There'll like, be like a, a mutual understanding that you're like I'm doing my thing but we don't need to chat right now
2: yeah because there was someone that was in the gym with me at the same time but then she spoke to me when we we're in the changing room it was like now we're in a place where we can talk
1: But in the gym, we don't talk.
2: (laughs) I respect that. That's my style. (laughs) It's kind of like the reverse of, you know how people that you meet through running, when you see them not in running clothes, you're like, oh, that's what you look like in normal clothes. It's like the opposite of that. They're
1: like, oh, this is what you look like in lycra. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird, does not it? It's like seeing anybody from work out of context is confusing.
2: I kind of prefer it the other way around, because at least then once you've transitioned into normal clothes, you probably look a bit better. Whereas (laughs) transitioning into gym clothes is kind of like a decline.
1: <laughs> the running sweaty mess. Yeah. The look. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely yeah. Fine. But good that you're so you're going at lunch?
2: Uh yeah, going at lunch or after work. So last Friday I was in the gym still at work at half six in the evening. Woo, Friday night. <laughs> Raven.
1: Raven. Wild. <laughs> yeah. it's So <good>. it's wild. <laughs> um, how about you? What have you been up to? Um well, bar the usual working and seeing theatre things I've been oh well I've been doing a bit of running I'm definitely feeling it's hard to motivate but I'm just I'm just thinking I'm like if I go for a run that's like good I'm just going out for a run and um I managed to the other day forget my watch and then my phone battery died and I decided that I'd still run anyway and um had this whole like liberating moment where I was like realized I've never actually run without any knowledge of time or distance or anything before and it was really weird I I, I thought I had I thought I had done that but I, it was totally freeing and quite <laughs> mentally I kept being like hmm I wonder if this pace is what is this pace I wonder if I'm if I like how far I've gone but actually when I kind of let go of that I quite enjoyed it and I understand what people mean now when they say oh yeah I run with that watch like it makes so much sense it is freeing but um yeah I don't know if I could do it all the time though, and it tells it just shows how much I do rely on my watch because at every traffic light, I went to my, kept touching my wrist to pause it, to pause and I realised I was like, "There's nothing there." I was like, "Oh my god, I have some weird addiction to my Garmin." <laughs> yeah, so not going to do it accurately. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. How strange that it's just so part of my mentality. Um, and I paused, like I ran, I so I knew roughly like when I got home I did a map my run on it and i roughly I knew what time I'd left
2: I even then went back and did it anyway
1: yeah I had to oh yeah yeah no I couldn't have left it I needed to know but of course what it proved to me was that I ran at the same speed I always run at and it was fine so I was kind of like I don't need to rely on anything and actually I can you know free myself mm. free myself from technology for a bit yeah that was a revelation uh what else did I do Oh, um, I've been to some yoga, which has been nice. I went to like a special class. Um, so actually through Paxter and YouTube, uh, Steffi White is this really, really lovely YouTube um, kind of yoga teacher who does teach in real life, but I can never seem to get to any of her classes. But she's, she's lovely and look great. Just the right kind of mix of kind of calming, but quite an intense class. And um, so I really enjoyed that it actually was on in Peckham. So it was really near where I live. Uh, and it was an hour and a half. So it felt very indulgent to like go and just spend an hour and a half doing mm. yoga. But uh, it was really good. There was a bit at the end uh, where she decided she invited this person to come along who was like, um, oh, I'm going to get it wrong. they like she had like crystal bowls in front of her. And then she had a crystal, a stick made of crystal that you kind of like play you make them make sound you know like when you rub your finger around the rim of a glass yeah that (laughs) but in a more kind of crazy way so for the final you know like 10 minutes moment they she was playing this sound and singing and it it was incredible but it was also quite a surreal experience (laughs) it was very about being in you know zoning out and listening to the music and it reminded me that how much sometimes I'm I'm more of a runner that goes to yoga than a yoga yoga person if that makes sense
2: yes I think we've both had quite weird yoga experiences this fortnight so I went to something that was quite interesting on Wednesday evening yeah so it was the Lululemon yoga rave at village underground in Shoreditch which is like a rave slash gig venue normally
1: okay those things don't sound like they would go together. <laughs> no, it
2: didn't really tell you anything, like, specific about it on, like, the info beforehand, more, other than, we want you to be happy, and this is, and I thought, like, well, Lululemon events are usually quite good, so it was free. Are they the ones that did the,
1: when you guys went to the one at the Opera House? And yes. it was all loads yes. of people.
2: Yes, that was awesome, because that was a huge yoga class in the World Opera House, and it had a live string wow quartet is like the music and that was incredible it was so good so i was like fine i'm gonna go to this it's probably gonna be good yeah. so they'd made the floor so it was basically dark had a disco ball going around and um everyone mm. had glow sticks on and they'd made the floor basically one big yoga mat they just put like all of the mats together so it was okay. like everyone was really close and packed in but that was fine mm. um and then we started and it was a guy called Mark who did the first part of the practice so he did like a really good it was quite an intense like vinyasa flow quite fast and quite Mm -hmm. strong and we were like yeah this is good and he was like yeah we're gonna get you like sweaty well fine then it swapped over to I think her name was Gloria she was Canadian and um, we started off sitting cross-legged and kind of like hitting the floor and then clapping, hitting the floor, then clapping above our heads and then kind of like chanting with it. And I was like, fine, can go with this for a little bit. Yeah. Kind of the whole time presuming we were going to go back into yoga yoga at some point. Bear in mind, this is an hour and a half long. So we'd only had like 20 minutes of vinyasa flow, maybe half an hour. Ah. It kind of built to standing and like throwing our arms behind our back and then above our head and stomping, hitting the floor from standing, like being in a sumo squat position. Developed into um now take a partner and hold their hands and I can't remember what song it was she put on to start with but they were all pretty cheesy and she was like and dance and we were just kind of like dancing <laughs> and really and I don't, um, everyone, I was just kind of like how how have we got to this place like a minute ago we were <laughs> in the middle of yoga and now we're kind of dancing and it got to the point where we were like leaning on a partner singing lean on me at them We were all holding hands and singing, um, all you need is love. We were rocking backwards and forwards singing, all I want for Christmas is you. And that was the point when, so I went with our friend Charlie and the longer it got on, the more she wasn't enjoying herself.
1: I don't know if I would have enjoyed that.
2: It was a bit weird. it's not really anything. No, it was just, it was just, it was an interesting experience. Hmm. And she was just like, I'm not happy anymore. I'm just angry. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I'm not sure I can deal with this. I think it's because we weren't expecting it. Because we've both been to, we've spoken before about Morning Gloryville, which is the Mm. morning rave. So the dancing while sober thing isn't really a problem. It's
1: more that we weren't really expecting it. And it wasn't yoga. Yeah, you were just expecting more of a a yoga class. Do you think that was just like the rave section? Maybe it was like yoga slash rave, not yoga rave. Because I thought it was like, I don't know yoga in a kind of raving style
2: <laughs> yeah I can kind of deal with the chanting for like five minutes but it, it bordered on probably like 40 45 minutes of dancing slash chanting
1: god that's weird yeah no I think I would definitely recommend the class I went to then if it, to be more in touch with your <laughs> spiritual moment <laughs> I don't calming. know what
2: happened after the class because we left whilst it was still going on, but we did get a token for a free drink, which we then left behind. So yeah, I was just a bit annoyed that I kind of well not wasted a whole evening, but spent a whole evening doing something that wasn't quite what I what I had expected.
1: Mm. So <laughs> that's what we've been up to. What are you looking forward to? What what's happening in the next I don't know, God. It's nearly 2016. It is nearly <laughs>
2: 2016. So I am actually starting to get excited about racing again.
1: Oh, the race ban is over.
2: Yeah. So we are both doing 10K in January.
1: Yes. Um, In Regent's Park. It's it's Regent's Park, isn't it?
2: Yes. So that's probably like six weeks away. Mm -hmm. So that's the first one. (laughs) And then I think we've all got a few other races on the horizon. But then we, excitingly, have now sorted out that we're both doing run hackney.
1: Can we I think we need like matching outfits for this.
2: Yes, I agree. Oh my goodness, can we do matching outfits?
1: Can we have we should have OFTR related matching Let's outfits? Let's just get a
2: whole kit.
1: Kit. Let's oh, see we, we get, get like a tracksuit to wear before and after the race yeah. as well. Yeah, because I think we need to look like we mean business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um well I'm very excited. I'm intrigued. I did the Run Hackney race the first year when it was like hotter than the world and <laughs> I had I had quite a hard race because it was so hot but this is earlier in the year yeah it's in
2: May, May. it's the second weekend of May okay cool which still has the potential to be quite warm
1: it does it does it's quite so, you an usual you know, time
2: of year for races I think yeah I haven't run it yet I've cheered for the last two years and even last year I said I, this is going to be one of the races that I never run. I'm just going to cheer because it's so fun cheering. So, yeah, also one of the things I'm going to try and do as we're on the cusp of December is not kind of right off December altogether because I was mm. having a conversation with my housemate Gosha about this the other day.
1: Um, well, she's in training mode, right? Well, yeah,
2: and also I was kind of... I went back and I retweeted a link to something I wrote at the end of December last year where I basically... Not done anything all month, and all I'd done was drink, and I just felt horrible. And I was like, "I'm not going to do it this year." And she said, "Oh yeah, I've noticed how so many people are kind of like writing off December before it's even started. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll start this in January, or I'll do this in January, or oh, there's no point even thinking that I'm going to get to the gym in December because of this, this, and this." Yeah, I don't want to be like that. No, because I was thinking about. I feel like doing Brighton half at the end of February, and in my head, I was like, "Well, I've got eight weeks to train from the first of January," but really. If I said, oh, I've got 12 weeks to train from tomorrow, then that's like 50% more time training. But in my head, I'd already written off December altogether.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it, it's how I am at the moment. It's like just getting out and going for a bit of a run will help, like just bobbing along. And that's right. I think the main thing is. Yeah. Even if you don't build it up substantially, just being able to get out there and keep moving will help.
2: Yeah, so I'm yeah planning on fitting things in in December.
1: Yeah, mine is. I was how funny. I was thinking something similar. I think because everybody, you know, it feels like all of the Christmas advertising is on. Oh, it's like Christmas is overload already. And I was thinking about how I always come out of December feeling so lethargic and so. Like I've eaten and drank everything in sight and I want to come out this month feeling a bit more motivated about mm. things and excited about like a 2016 plan rather than being like I just need to start from zero again because <laughs> I just let it all go to pot.
2: Yeah exactly I don't want to start from zero. I want kind of a running start. Also I think last December I was dating quite a lot which does not help the alcohol consumption. Mm, this is true. But that doesn't seem to really be
0: no
1: one's <laughs> well, I
2: still, there is still time for that as well <laughs> there is still time for that but I've deleted all the dating apps off my phone and I'm determined to get a date like in real
1: life you do some in real life um, I think it's all about uh trying to set a mini mini goal for yourself on the date front you know smile at one person a week <laughs> say hi I'm gonna try hi. that more
2: often because I cannot be dealing with tinder anymore I think that's fair enough tinder, in fact tinder
1: is bad for my soul I don't know how anyone does it. I don't remember. <laughs> I started I started going up with someone before like Facebook existed. As Facebook <laughs> reminded me when I got like one of those history things that was what like you I made friends f- with Yeah, yeah you've been like-
2: friends for seven years and you're like, No, no,
1: it's been longer than that <laughs> Yeah, no, it's longer than that. <laughs> It was quite fun. I was like, because we were in a relationship from the first day of when we both got Facebook, so it gave us like an anniversary thing. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it was before that. <laughs> You're a few years, just to add a year on. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's weird. Oh,
2: that is like literally two different times, isn't it?
1: Yeah, before Facebook isn't it? existed.
2: Now, like, I can't get a date without using an app on my phone. It's a crazy world.
1: Yeah, we're just we're just going out. That's the plan. December can be going out but not too much drinking (laughs) and it's true that my calendar is already getting so full of social gatherings which Mm. sounds like such a complaint but I mean they're all things I really want to do and it's such a great time of year as an excuse to go and meet up with people uh, and catch up with people you haven't seen for a while but it's just that feeling of like there's something on every night.
2: It's definitely a time of year where more than usual people are like oh so busy or like it's this the whole kind of writing December off thing again, isn't it? It's like, oh yeah, I can't see. or I'm going to really struggle to fit you in. Or
1: God, and that I, <laughs> I'm the worst though. My default answer to anything, if anyone asks how I am, I'm like, yeah, fine, I'm just really busy. That I can, I will default yeah. say that. Yeah, I was um, oh, I was thinking about that recently. I read some stuff, and it was really like, I should get out of that habit because it is the it is a default. I don't I don't probably even. Well, I probably mean it is in the fact of I feel like I am busy, but actually if I like, tried to write down what I've been doing, I wouldn't be, be able to tell you.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely uh, people like to say that they're busy because, it, it, I don't know, it, I guess it's an I easy answer. Could... And also a lot of people feel like then they don't, especially with work things, that they, don't, they won't seem important or hardworking enough if they don't say they're busy. Time is money. <laughs> Time is money. I work with someone who's always really open about when she hasn't got much on and everyone is always really shocked when she says it. But it doesn't mean she's like any less valuable to our team or any less hard working. It's just that every so yeah. often she hasn't got as much on as other people or as she can do sometimes. So yeah. Like I spoke to her the other day and I was like, How are you? And she was like, Not very busy. And I was like, no one ever says they're not
1: very busy. No one does that. it's weird why does it have such a negative connotation that if you're not busy exactly if you're not busy you're not you're lazy effectively Mm. and i i think it's as much as it's it's just a social pressure isn't it you
2: it's just yourself making you feel worried about it curse of multitasking as well oh god because it's like like, when multitasking like first became like a buzzword and it was like the thing you were supposed to do was be able to multitask I've come to the conclusion that multitasking isn't a thing it's actually impossible I'm the worst at it especially if I'm in the office I get so distracted I don't concentrate on one thing
1: for long enough to get it done no and then you never get you like do a little bit of everything but not get anything done
2: yeah or if I I start doing something and I'll get distracted and then like 10 minutes later I'll be like oh that's why that's open
1: yeah
2: Same. Or oh I completely forgot to do that and I'm really bad for if i don't write something down i'll just forget to do it because that's why i just get distracted
1: yeah it's definitely uh (laughs) yeah it's exactly what i do exactly what i do that i don't i need to write it all on a list but then i actually need to stick to my list i've discovered this thing called the pomodoro technique which is where you have a um a timer and you have to shut everything down and have your list and then you work on one task at a time and you have 25 minutes and you can have the timer so it will go off after 25 minutes and then you get a five minute break. And I read about it, this guy who said it would be really hard to do lots of those in a row. What you should do is every time you've completed a full one, so you've done 25 minutes on something, no interruptions, one task, uh, and then had the break. You should uh, mark it down in your notepad so that you not only achieve uh, like list your list, you also achieve more, like as many pomoderos as you can do mm. because... I found that I've been able, I can do it for like the morning. I can do a couple up to lunch and then people start to interrupt you or you get distracted or you kind of lose your concentration and it becomes a lot harder. Mm. But it's so great. Like if you can do it, if you can find that, that pocket of time where you really do focus, you just get so, so much more done or you feel like it's the achievement of getting things done. And that's when I feel less stressed about being busy because I'm getting things done. I'm taking them off. I'm always, I'm always, feel stressed about being busy when I have lots of tabs open and I'm trying to talk to someone and answer a question while <laughs> trying to do three other do- jobs at the same time. Now you just And reply to an email. <laughs> that thing
2: you just said about tabs open. I was talking yeah. to um some male colleagues of mine the other day about how much is always like in my about multitasking and about how much is always in my brain. And I was like, have you seen that like um phrase like if you want to know what a woman's brain is like, imagine like, loads and loads of tabs open of a browser, like, that's a woman's brain all the time. And, I, and every, all of my female colleagues were like, That is so true. It's and all so of true. my male ones were like, Sometimes there could be genuinely nothing going on in my brain. And I was like, Imagine if that was the case. I can't, I like I was like, No, that doesn't happen.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, we, we were discussing earlier, like, Pete was saying he'd quite happily sit and stare at a wall. And I was like, Yeah. And then he went. You'd only be able to do that for five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, I think you're. Tr- I think you're right. <laughs> it's switching off is hard. <laughs> it's hard.
2: And um, I think that's why I get so distracted because I just think of something else that I've got to do, or well, not even got to do, but no. something else that I ought to do, maybe, or that I want to do. And then it just, yeah, it spirals out of control. But how much? How much do you think of it? is a generational thing like what we were saying last week or last time about um,
1: like well like age older and younger I'm not sure because I think my mum is a brilliant multitasker actually she really can genuinely but her perhaps that's like in a home environment as well yeah
2: I've I've kind of maybe got a theory that it's because we're so used to like having a phone and watching TV and doing loads of stuff at the same time like we kind of expect to be able to do it but it's when we got to the point where it's just too much now and we're Mm. not used to just focusing on one thing so like yeah it's much harder my parents always like whenever I go home they're always like why do you need to like sit on your phone whilst you're watching tv because they would just do that Mm. if they're watching tv they're watching tv if they're eating dinner they're eating dinner they're not doing like
1: Yeah, yeah that's very true They're much more aware of like, I'm doing this one task now. Yeah. Whereas we're trying to do one and then we're thinking about the next one already and maybe starting it. (laughs) I find that I can end up saying yes to a lot of things, which means I then have, I'm then trying to play a constant game of like kind of, who said it the other day? Diary Tetris, like trying to make stuff (laughs) fit in and make it work. And I do a lot of that. And then I maybe don't do, I don't prioritize the things that I think of like the me time stuff where you literally do stare at a wall or go to a crazy yoga class
2: yeah and I read something the other day that said you shouldn't say you're busy you should instead of focusing on being busy you should focus on being focused so mm. you are still busy you're still doing something with your time but you're really deliberate about what you're spending your time on so I guess that's the same thing like really picking the things that you want to do
1: yeah rather I than think...
2: trying to do everything all at once all of the time
1: because that's also then you take value from it because you focused on that one thing so then it becomes, it, so you choose the things that are more valuable to you, maybe.
2: I think my favorite thing I read on this topic recently was um, a tweet that someone wrote that was just, make fewer promises, but keep all the ones you do.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I really like that.
2: And it couldn't, it doesn't mm. necessarily mean to other people. It just means that like, no, it could even to be your to-do list. You write a to-do list because you're basically promising yourself you're going to do all those things. Mm so don't write things on there that you have no intention of doing
1: yeah and actually someone advised me the other day about breaking big like make make tasks into like micro tasks like break them down into small steps and write all of those things down so you can you can achieve them and you'll you'll feel like you get to that bigger goal in the long run quite like that too so tell me about your London series update.
2: So we've done uh, what have, what we, have done? we done so we've far? We've done views <laughs> and we've done buildings. So sure. this time we're doing uh, favourite parks of London.
1: Hmm.
2: So what's your favourite park?
1: Uh, my favourite park is Regent's Park, which is I'm very much, I haven't actually run. A race through Regent's Park, so I'm quite excited for that 10K oh, yeah. we have in the new year. But I have done lots of running there myself, and I love how it's huge. It has so many secret corners. Mm. I love the bit with the zoo where I can visit the giraffe.
2: Yes, the giraffe is a strong part place.
1: <laughs> um, I've had some really fun, challenging times on the track that's there, and you can use for free. Yeah. And then there's all of those really nice side bits where they have just the trees the line of trees and it's just such a great place to see the seasons change yeah there's some really
2: strong plants and trees in regent's park yeah flowers
1: Mm. yeah always like the flowers Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah that i think that's why i like it good park
2: good park um i would have said regent's park if you had not said it so i'll go my other favorite park sorry (laughs) (laughs) maybe i could just say it's regent's park as well it's like the first place that i started running in london when i kind of half moved to london i used to live in Euston, so I could just run along Euston Road for like five minutes and then I'd be at Regent's Park.
1: Oh God, and Euston Road is chaos, so in comparison.
2: It's like a really, really horrible route, followed by a really awesome bit of route and then having to run back to Euston again. Yeah, that's true. Like, living near Euston, wouldn't recommend that, pretty grotty. So other than Regent's Park, I will go for Victoria Park because just it's my local park now. It's all up the canals to get there. There's like lots of different ways you can go around it. Really nice cafe there. Good sculptures. Yeah.
1: I've admired the sculptures in Victoria Park.
2: (laughs) And my favourite part is the Chinese pagoda. Not sure why. It's just a bit random. quite like it.
1: There's always a pagoda in a park.
2: Yeah. If anyone's got any suggestions for what else we should talk about on the London series, let us know. We might have to go into things like
1: markets.
2: Yes. I was thinking coffee shops, but that's quite difficult. (laughs) Coffee. always coffee brunch but I think that might have to be the ultimate that,
1: that would, would be hard I don't think I yeah. can pick my favorite we'll work up we'll work up to that one maybe we should visit them and then we can rate them yes. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that'd, that'd be right. really exciting for everyone listening to this podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> listen to us eating brunch that you can't see okay cool mm, this is really good oh but you might be able to see it now actually because we have Moved. This is a kind of slightly technical thing, but we um, we've moved podcast hosts. So we've moved from our old one, and we're now on Acast, which is exciting. We're quite excited mm-hmm. about it. And um, in certain uh, platforms, you will actually be able to see images whilst you listen. Once we work out the technicalities of doing that, yeah, we've gone a bit flashy. Yeah, the biggest change that you will hear is that you might hear adverts every so often now in our podcast because you know. We want to pay for some new stuff to make us sound even better.
1: Improve our improve our quality of listening.
2: So I don't think it will start straight away. Um, it might not be for until the next episode, but it shouldn't be too intrusive.
1: So that was one for the road. You can find us all over the place on the internet. We've got oftrpodcast.wordpress.com. You can email us and do, we'd love to hear your feedback or just to say hi. It's oftrpodcast.wordpress.com tr gmail.com we're also on twitter and instagram occasionally so uh, <laughs> and our our handle is oftr podcast we're doing weekly tweets now and everything <laughs> don't tell people our <laughs> secrets <laughs> uh, i it's getting a grip of the internet by weekly tweeting <laughs>
2: How it, the person that works in digital marketing, is getting a handle on the end. Uh, yeah, don't, don't, you <laughs> know?
1: Anyways, tweet us and say hi.
2: Yes, do. And we'll be back in two weeks' time.
1: See you soon.